Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. tell you, people are out. They're angry. The Oilers start 16-5. and five. They've dropped four straight games. We bring up the fact, and there's heat. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes are in town. Ethan Bear is a very popular player. Warren Fogle is in a prolonged scoring slump. Um, I mentioned that Ethan's playing the or the fifth most minutes. Everybody's been a good plus player in Carolina for the last couple of seasons. They do a lot of things really well in their organization. Uh, but I did bring up, you know, Edmonton 16-5 and five start without their number one goalie. The Fizzler likes to keep me honest. Bob, when you resign a thousand-year-old goalie, you can't be surprised when he gets hurt uh, on an innocuous play. I generally like what Ken Holland has done, but the goaltender situation needs to be addressed. And we'll see what ends up uh, transpiring here. You know, ironically, Carolina's a team that hasn't spent a lot of money in goaltending in the last several years as well. We're going to talk to a guy who played the position. We're going to head off in the River Creek Resort Casino hotline and talk to our Oilers Now headliner today for Will Hawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Will Hawk, W-I-L-H-A-U UK today. We welcome back longtime Carolina Hurricanes broadcast analyst Trip Tracy. Hello, Trip. How you doing? Bob, I'm in the building right now. As a matter of fact, even just walked by as a, a few hurricanes skated. It's great to hear your voice, my great friend. It's rare when I hear that, especially in my own household. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, tell me this. Uh, you know, it's gone pretty well for Carolina over the last two or three seasons. Did you? Can you confirm or deny that you chipped in to pay part of Rod Brindamore's fine uh, from the NHL league office, who decided that they didn't like it that the right that the officials didn't do a write up that night on uh, on Rod? Uh, <laughs> well, I. I, I... It would be fake news if I said that I chipped in. Um, but, you know, dinners over the years dating back to... <laughs> that was a thrill. You know what, Bob? That was a thrill because even, even during the series in this, this 2006 Stanley Cup Final, this is so strange for a television guy to do this, but with regularity, I went to dinner with Rod, Glenn Wesley, and an Alberta guy, Brett Hedekin, uh, Matt Cullen would come at times, and I picked up my fair share. I certainly come on, really? Alligator arm. They made you pay? Yeah, I, I did. No, I, it, it, Rod certainly is uh, is generous to the ends of the earth, but I, I I probably you know it's you know I'm much more of a giver than an asker, so my card came out plenty. Yeah, uh-huh. um, but I, I I still can't believe Bob all these years 
later because that's not you know that 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 was with regularity that I would uh, you know Brindamore has dinner at six o'clock sharp as a coach or as a player I mean it's like an astronaut and you know he orders in about two seconds so I I definitely pulled my weight in those dinners uh I look I, I the guy does a great job there's no question about it Carolina's lucky to have him Tom, Dun- Tom Dundon's lucky to have him there were some people that thought maybe some other organizations would shell out and try to you know, basically procure his talents and pull him out of there. How much of the Hurricanes storyline over the last two or three seasons is about the coach and their success? It's central, um, you know, because, you know, it's like the, the punchline or the punch word, most popular phrase or word in the NHL seems to shift every couple of years. And, and Bob, right now, it seems like it's culture and everybody talks about it, but <laughs> The Hurricanes, I mean, I, I I had my Ph.D. in talking about it but not having it for 10 years without the playoffs. Um, and, you know, they've been in the playoffs now for three consecutive years under Rod. They're off to another really good start. Yep. Um, and it's because of it's because of the standard that he sets uh, that, you know, I know the players have to play, and Rod would be the first to try to deflect any type of praise or attention. But he's never satisfied. There's never any type of complacency, even you know when you're on a nice winning streak and you're getting separation over 500. I think the other thing to mention would be that you know the first day that he became the coach, he was able to amend a, a, a Bill Peters, Ron Francis decision, you know, and make Justin Williams the the captain. And then after Justin walked away from retired from the game after his stellar career, Jordan Stahl is his captain. And, you know, Bob, whether it be currently in the NHL or even over the years, uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find a more um, similar relationship in terms of a centerman type of person that they are uh, and, and just the way that they played the game. Uh, with regards to Rod Brindamore and Jordan Stahl. So, uh, you know, if you have a captain that certainly um, identifies with and is a carbon copy of who the coach is, everybody falls in line. And I think that's been a central piece, not even a big piece, a, a central piece to where Carolina's at, and Rod deserves all the credit for it. You know what's interesting here, Tripp, is the Hurricanes, you know, and I – I watched him, ironically, when Derek Ryan was on the team a fair amount because I wanted to see, you know, to think that Derek was the third-line center on the Golden Bears at the U of A in 07-08. And, you know, seven years later, he's playing in the National Hockey League for for Carolina on a a pretty decent team. But the Hurricanes under Tom Dundon, you you know, you talk about the culture that, that Rod brings, but there's also an attitude as exhibited with some of the love taps that they've sent the Montreal Canadiens' way. The Jesperi Kakaniemi offer sheet. Some would say it was retaliatory in nature after the Canadians targeted uh, Sebastian Ajo, who's one of the league's best players. Um, the the little what do you call that thing that they do after each game? The little cel- are they still doing that celebration this year? By the way, after each game at home, the surge, the surge, yeah, the so storm fun. surge, yeah. yeah there's, yeah, the most recent one they just had after. Uh, uh, a win last weekend feels like we haven't been at home at all, but over uh, Buffalo actually it was first responders night. So they um, put on firefighters helmets um, to, to celebrate and show gratitude to, you know, our police officers, first responders and uh, the great firefighters. So I've, I've always been a, an advocate for the surge right from the get go, because, um, you know, in Carolina, again, you had a 10 year playoff absence. You want to connect in every form and fashion with your, 
with your fans. And at that time, I mean, you had Rod Brindamore as the coach, who Bob, I certainly hope at some point is going to end up in the Hockey Hall of Fame. I think he's deserving. And he had Justin Williams with three Stanley Cups, Mr. Game 7, as your captain. So he had immense supreme credibility there. Um, I think it's good, too, if it creates conflict and um, and dislike, say, you know, from an opponent. Uh, we were in Calgary last night at one point, former Hurricane Elias Lindholm, who was a great hurricane, always been a big believer. Calgary came in and won, and, and – Lindholm was getting off the ice, and he did the skull clap, mocking, you know, the you know the the surge. And I think that's terrific. I think it's great for the game because I think it's entertainment. And I mean, I wouldn't even mind seeing it in a playoff series. It's a very subjective topic. Yes. Um, but there's no question that Tom has, um, you know, and Tom wasn't would be the first to say the surge wasn't him. It was it was player driven. Um, but I I think it's it's a great way to connect with the fan base and the fan base that went dormant for a long stretch of time is alive and well in Carolina. And I can particularly appreciate that because I know what it was like when it wasn't there. Well, they have a really good team and they have a team where when players go to you talked a bit about culture and it's interesting with Anthony D'Angelo because I thought some of the criticism last year was excessive. Uh, I tend to, I like to think I'm centrist. The lefties, ah, you're a right wing idiot. And the guys that are far right, ah, you're, you know, you're mush. But where I'm going in this is I thought that some of the, at times, brutal and overt criticism directed D'Angelo's way was over the top. And I I was thinking, I know exactly what your organization is going to say. Screw it. We're signing this guy because it's going to make financial sense, and they have a strong enough culture that if there are any challenges, they can handle it. And that's been Carolina, and they did. And until he got COVID, he was playing pretty well, wasn't he? He was playing super hockey. You know, and, I mean, for me, Bob, I mean, what's my job? What has it been for 23 years? It's to call hockey games. And so when the hurricane signed Tony, I reached out to three people who I have a tremendous amount of respect for. Brady Shea, who played with Tony in New York and is on the Hurricanes roster, obviously. Adam Fox, we're both Harvard guys. And Mark Stahl, who was a, uh, a defensive partner for him in New York. And all three guys instantaneously and with passion said, Tripp, you are going to absolutely love this guy. So, you know, that was enough for me um, because my job is to call hockey games. And he has come in, uh, you know, before getting COVID, and he's been a difference maker, uh, jumping in at the right times at even strength, quarterbacking the power play in Dougie Hamilton's spot, and he plays with some bite and snarl. He can even fight. He can fight. He can fight for a little guy. He he had a Gordie Howe hat trick in the the speaking of the surge in a trick or treating surge uh, at night at the end of uh, October and the fans were chanting his name and I mean it it just he's it, it was a really cool moment and you know so I've just always stuck to the hockey portion he is an elite passer I had no idea how much hockey sense that he has he thinks the game at a very very high level um, and. I could be dead wrong about this. And the Hurricanes punching their playoff ticket for three consecutive years after not making an intent, Dougie Hamilton was a big part of it. But I, when I look at the last few playoff experiences and now a team that their expectation truly, I know every team says it, but is to win, 
I personally have a severe doubts that you can win with Dougie Hamilton. That's my opinion. Uh, I, I, I wondered if you would be able to make up for his production in the regular season. D'Angelo has certainly uh, done that. Um, but in come playoff time, the snarl and bite that he has, Bob, I know that I think will be a particular asset uh, in the postseason. Slavin and Pesci, you know, two perhaps, the whole team's underrated, but two underrated defensemen. I got to ask you about Ethan Bear, uh, the trade for Fogel. I know why Edmonton went and got Fogel. It had to do with net drive and, you know, playoff hockey and, you know, trading scoring chances off of cycles and those sort of things. How's Ethan Bear performed so far in Carolina? He was just getting going, and he got COVID. We were in San Jose, so he had to stay in his hotel room for 10 days on a previous long western swing. Uh, And then he comes back, played, you know, really sporadically. His first game back last Saturday, a game that, you know, I mentioned uh, with that first responder surge against Buffalo. Played more in Winnipeg Tuesday night, and I thought showed some – very positive progressions, and then he got sick yesterday, non-COVID related, um, so he couldn't go. Uh, he just, you know, before he, uh, you and I uh, started speaking here, uh, he walked off the ice, feels, you know, much, much better today. He was one of a handful of players that practiced. So I, it's, it's tough to get. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's yet for Ethan because every time he's built some really significant momentum, you know, he's been on the shelf. Carolina Hurricanes color analyst Trip Crazy, Bob Stoffer, with you on Oilers Now. Are you better in goal? With uh, Anderson and Ranta, I mean, these I always look to career save percentages, Trip, and if they're 915 or better, usually it means the goalies are pretty good. Anderson's 916 all-time and Ranta's at 919. Yeah, it's, you know, when I look back at, at last year, the Hurricanes goaltending, and, you know, you had three guys, I thought was underrated um, because they do have a very, very good team. But I thought their goaltending in the regular season made them – a better team than, than what I believe they were. I mean, they almost won the president's trophy. Um, I was a, and am a believer in the upside of Alex and uh, Peter Morozik was an excellent contributor um, in some, some moments that will always be there, including beating the Stanley Cup champion Washington Capitals at the time. And James Reimer, what a super story he is, uh, you know, an Alberta guy in the way that he's playing um, in San Jose right now. With all of that being said, Freddie Anderson gives them an upside that they just haven't had, Bob, in many years. And that's come to fruition so far this season. They, they, Carolina, you know, went undefeated in October, but 
in my opinion, their play was not as good as their record because Freddie Anderson was marvelous. I mean, Connor McDavid um, and, and Alex Ovechkin were deserving of where they were at with their NHL star selection in the month of October. But being on a new team, going undefeated, I believe Freddie was 8-0 in the month of October, uh, I, you could make a, a real strong argument. He should have been the NHL first star of the month. I mean, on a new team. Uh, and you know, I, he may have just fallen off a little bit. I think maybe getting a little deeper in his net. And not much, but in his last couple of games, he has completely had a positive reset with wins over Winnipeg and Calgary last night. I mean, that was a toe-to-toe matchup with another Vesna candidate and Jacob Markstrom last night. And then the understudy in Antti Ranta, has come in and progressively gotten better and better uh, and more comfortable. So he has done his part. So individually and cumulatively, Bob, at the time this summer, I said Carolina uh, has, without question, improved their goaltending. That has come to fruition. Now the question will be, come playoff time, because it's you know one thing Freddie Anderson has not done, is can he get it done in the playoffs? There was a game against Tampa where he went mano-a-mano with Andre Vasilevsky, and Vasilevsky was on a different planet as he often is, and he found a way to win the game. So it gives you an elite goaltender, you know, when come playoff time, that is required. I know everybody has different opinions on, and you mentioned at the, at the, the top of our interview here, about, you know, Elite goaltenders and, you know, great teams can win with solid to above average goaltending. No, at some point you need elite goaltending, and Freddie Anderson gives them that wild card that they have not had in many years, in my opinion. All right. Well, when you see the game notes tomorrow morning for Carolina and Edmonton's game, look up Freddie Anderson's career numbers against Edmonton, and if you're an Oilers partisan, it's it's ugly. <laughs> He has owned them in his career, dating back to when he was with the Ducks. Final one for you on a couple of younger players. The Oilers love both of these guys in their respective draft years. Uh, uh, Natchez, uh, Natchez, Natchez. What are you guys going with? Anyways, Mart. Uh, uh, <laughs> Natchez. Natchez. You know, my buddy, my, my buddy, Roddy Brendamore. Uh, you know, still tends to go with Nate Cash, but, you know, <laughs> he's still thinking about Stan. Uh, I know. It's. Uh, <laughs> And, and, and then Seth Jarvis. Seth Jarvis. The Oilers love both guys. Uh, Jarvis went one pick before Edmonton got Dylan Holloway at 14. No one out west is surprised that Jarvis has uh, made a fairly rapid ascension to the NHL. These are two young players that are, I mean, you've got Ajo, you've got Svechnikov, but you've got another wave coming, don't you? Got another wave coming. Uh, Natchez is in the last year of his entry-level deal. Um, at some point, uh, I think there's a very good chance that he could be a centerman. You know, that's his natural position. His speed is electrifying. It's a ton of flex on his stick that the puck just explodes off of it. Uh, and in Seth Jarvis, um, you know, it's. I remember the years, and, you know, Bob, knowing all of hockey, but the Western Hockey League like you do, I come to you all the time when I'm trying to learn about Western Hockey League players. Seth Jarvis had to go about 10 extra miles because of the organizational depth to make this team. And then he made the argument that he just wasn't going to be sent back to Mike Johnson's uh, Portland uh, Winterhawks. He just wasn't going to let it happen. Now, with all of that being said, 
I think it's a huge asset that you have a coach in Brendan Moore that played as an 18 and 19 year old for the St. Louis Blues, and you have Jordan Stahl, who, like Seth Jarvis, was destined to be sent back to the Ontario Hockey League his rookie year in Pittsburgh, but he took the decision right out of the Penguins' hands and. Eventually, he's, he's living with Mark Rucky his rookie year. So when he does hit the wall, and I've seen some signs of it recently, he is a, he's a great kid. Um, he, he, his growth and lessons learned away from the puck and defensively that you and I both know is central to all coaches um, has really impressed me. But how he crashes through this wall I, I, is something I'm looking at particularly right now. But, wow, what an asset to have a coach and a captain that have so many areas that they can identify with the landmines uh, that all young players face. Trip, we'll see you down at the arena tomorrow. Thanks for joining us here in Oilers Now. Bob, I love you. Hey, by the way, Slavin and Pesci, I know we don't have time to get to it, but I talked to Slavin the other day. Pesci's not on the trip. Uh, he's, he's you know practicing, so he's gotten through the COVID. But Slavin did say to me, wow. Can you imagine it won't happen? But if the United States ever paired the two of them together, I mean, you think about some of the things that they've done against, yep. you know, the great Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. I'll tell you, if I was the United States, I would at least have it in the conversation because those two don't play together. But I had to quickly mention, because you mentioned those two guys earlier, because they, when they have played together, they've had a couple of brilliant performances against the great Connor. Got to be able to skate if you're going to play against McDavid. Both guys can do it. Thanks, Trip. Got to wrap up the show. Much appreciated. You bet. That is Trip Tracy. All right. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu to list over 17 locations in the province of Alberta, 15 in Edmonton, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stop for recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. You know what they say, cars cost less in Metasquin, but did you know Brent Ridge Ford and Metasquin, 10-time President's Award winners for customer satisfaction. What does this mean? It means treating people fairly, fully transparent negotiations, and making sure that advertised prices include all accessories, fees, and taxes. If those attributes are important to you, call our friends, Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang, 1-877-477-3673. And you can visit BrentRidge.com. We even got a Flames fan there. Not that we'd hold that against them. Into this day in Oilers history. I remember this. For new ass travel, looking for a great Oilers road trip, fly nonstop to Nashville with Flair Airlines to watch the Oilers play for only seven. $1,750 called New West Travel. Go online at newwesttravel.com. This date tells you the difference about today's game versus even 10 years ago. Here's Brendan Escott. Yeah, how could you forget 2010 Linus Omark making his Oilers debut as Edmonton beats the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-3 in a shootout to collect their fifth win in sixth games. Uh, Omark, who was called up to replace an injured Alex Hemsky, scored in the shootout. Did he not pick the puck up on a spinorama? He did a spinorama and the Lightning were choked. They were livid. It wouldn't matter today. It'd be fine. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. If you're looking for a great road trip, we're going to Nashville in April with Flair Airlines to see the Oilers play for only $1,750. Call New West Travel on a private charter. NewWestTravel.com. Reed Wilkins says inside sport. What's he got shaking tonight, Brendan? Uh, you're going to hear from Jack Michaels, former Edmonton Elks receiver and current CFL color analyst, Nate Ajay on the Grey Cup as well. Okay. Who do you got? 
I'm not watching it, but who do you got? I mean, how do you take? <laughs> how don't you take Winnipeg? I'll be watching the Ravens in Cleveland at uh, 11 o'clock on Sunday. It's an off day for the Oilers as well. Uh, they're going to need to be on tomorrow night against Carolina. The pregame show faceoff starts at 6:30. Puck drop at 8 p.m. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell, followed by Angela Coquat today from 2 to 3, and then 6:30 Chad Afternoons today with guest host Ted Anley. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow night, Oilers and the Hurricanes. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.